This is not something that I should say on this video or, or, or anywhere. But if you do happen to put this in the video, don't edit out me saying this either. Context. Yeah, don't edit out me saying that you shouldn't say it. So if you do put it in, and I hope you don't, <laughs> but if you do put it in, don't edit out me saying that you shouldn't, because that's this is the best part. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. And if you want to watch an extended, completely uncensored version of this video, click the join button down below to become a member because, oh, we got into a lot of extra shit. Anyway, back to Bill Words. Hello, Hi. Bill Words. I've been fascinated by what you do for so long, since the Vine days. I'm so fascinated by your style because it's so specific and unique to you. I don't think I'd ever seen anyone do anything like it until I've seen I've seen your stuff. That's huge news because it's I don't have a choice but to do it that way. Had you ever tried any other style or like every is that time? All, really? Of course. You don't want to do things in the same same style. I mean, if that's if that's true, that's also kind of a drag. But yeah, but of course, every time you try to do it differently. I don't think I'm the only person that answers this question in this way. Yeah, I've certainly heard. You know, the how do you, how do you get your style or why do you do your style? I think yeah. I think most people who get asked that tend to answer the same way. I can't help it. Because I've tried to replicate your style for a, like a one-off joke before. Okay. And it took it took me and my editor like a full day to do five seconds. Right. I am insane. I do like have a really kind of obsessive focus on how the on what happens over time, even on the smallest time scale. I need to hold the the, the passage of time uh, at, a, at a very minute level in tightly in the palm of my hand. I'm one of those people. So you fight for control of every single microsecond. Yeah, well I don't have to fight because I don't have any, I don't work with anybody else. Mm -hmm. I can, yeah, I cannot work, I do not work well with others. Have you tried working with others? I've tried thinking about considering it and I can't. I don't even, under, I don't actually, I don't even know what it means to work with other people actually. I'm so far, like it's so foreign to me. Did you get started making this style on Vine or did you get started before that? Well, on the, just on the computer and then it's just there. And then it's like, if you want to control the timeline so tightly and you want to really control everything, it turns out it takes a long time just to produce a couple of seconds worth of content. Yeah. It's a real drag. Cause then you're thinking, how am I ever going to produce anything that lasts longer than a couple of minutes? Like you try for years and years, like you try to like get it together. This is the advice I give to people all the time. They're like, how do I get started? How do I get started? How do I get out of my own way and stop freaking out about everything? And I say, just try something shorter, just for now. Mm -hmm. Just for the heck of it, just try something shorter. If that doesn't work, try something shorter. And if that doesn't work, there's a backup plan, which is to try something even shorter. I recall actually being so fed up with just not being able to like figure myself out that I was like, okay, I'm just gonna write something that's one second long. So why were you trying to figure yourself out? What was the goal when you were trying to figure yourself out? Well, I guess when you're doing an audio visual thing and you have the video thing and you have what goes on the screen and then you have the music and then even just producing a piece of music, you know, you gotta do the drums, the bass, the singing, the chords, the this, the that, the everything. So it's like really just a lot of stuff to do. If you're just starting out, it takes forever to like get the hang of anything because there's so much of everything. But it was actually a pretty cool strategy to just to start, just do something extremely short. Like the, I recall writing one that's just called Die. Die. And it's just singing Die just on one note, just on a C note with a C chord. And it was actually the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it's like you get to go around all the different departments instantly. You know, you play the kick drum, play the, the bass note, C note, play the C chord, sing the, the one word, put it there. And you get to go around everything and you learn, it's, you learn the ropes just like that. Keep the game going and just keep the train rolling and keep saying stuff and keep doing stuff and keep throwing yourselves into impossible situations creatively by deliberately making something that really sucks 
temporarily. Yeah. And then watching it come back. And that's where the game is, it turns is, out. Is that where you start? You start trying to intentionally make something It's a common strategy. Sucks? It's a common strategy to use. If the path is here that you feel like you're stuck on, just take the thing and throw it as far as you can off the path. Like seriously try to suck as much as you can. And then as you find your way back, it'll automatically find its way back to the path. And that's where all the good stuff is. Was it a strategy to make it suck when you created the, I'm still a piece of garbage? Hello, I'm a piece of garbage. Yeah, I just wanted to, put a lot of jingles into the thing. So what I did was I actually went through my, I picked a random day and then checked to see what was going on on that day and then turned that into a into a jingle. So you just picked a random day out of a journal and yeah. like, I felt like garbage this day? It was, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was 2007, summer of 2007, really, really rough time for some reason. I just couldn't, I didn't know where I was going, didn't know what I was doing. It was really, really rough. Probably actually, the, it was just, it just happens to be one of the worst times. So I was like, okay, so what's the point of the story? I'm a piece of garbage. So, you know, hello, I'm a piece of garbage. So that's what that one was. Then for, for another one in that set, or I think for the next one in that set, by coincidence, the same day came up or like the next, the next day. So I was, so now, now you're, you have two choices. You're like, okay, well, I could abandon this system of this game that I'm doing, or I could still try to make sense of it. So I made sense of it. And that's why I got one that's almost exactly the same. It's still a piece of garbage instead of a piece of, piece of garbage. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Oh, there's the first still one, a piece of garbage. Yeah, the first, one, the first one did. And the thing is, yeah, the first one took off like and did quite well. Mm -hmm. But then the next day, the second one like just went even higher. I, I, I still I think that's I think it helped that the, it was a sequel. Right. It kind of. But now probably no one knows the first one. It's still there, but it's almost exactly the same. But it's just one of many writing exercises that you use to, mm -hmm. to to carve out choices for yourself amongst the infinite amount of potential stuff that you could do, which is, of course, crippling. What types of things were going on in your life that led you to being that person that would devote their entire being to these projects? Because I feel like yeah, it's, it hasn't always been there. Nothing. Of. It's nothing much, honestly. It was it was too good. Like, there was really nothing wrong with my childhood. It was really good and kind of empty also. But, but you also, say empty because there was like, was it the lack of human connection that made uh, it empty? Yeah, I don't know. I guess there weren't, yeah, there weren't too many. I don't really know. I really don't know. I really yeah. don't know. Like, I'm not you, sure. Again, you, I think it's just, I think the way I am is just a result of the way I am. Like, I think I was that way before and I still am now. Would you consider yourself like a shy kid when you were younger? Like you didn't yeah. want to interact with others too much? I think so. Well, I have the thing where, where I have the, very standard condition that performing people have, which is, it's kind of a paradox. Like, yes, they're extremely shy, like in normal life, but really what they want to do is they want to be on the stage and in the show. They want to be entertaining and performing. Yeah, and then when they're on stage, they're much more comfortable. Yeah, And when they're doing the thing. I mean, I, I'm thinking of Johnny Carson was asked this, shy, unless you get him in context in his show, because then, you know, he's doing the thing, so. Same, I mean, you throw I'm sure, me, exactly. you throw you know, me into a, a social gathering with, right. uh, 20 people I don't know. Right. And it's like, where do you even begin? Exactly. Like you walking into the studio today, I'm sure you were like, there's a lot going on here, a lot of people I don't know. But then we get you in context here, yeah. where it is about you and allowing you to, to to perform to a certain extent. Sure. Yeah. You feel more comfortable. I mean, yeah, these are these are these are a little bit freaky for me also, because you know. That's true. You're but, usually your face isn't usually 100 percent part of. Well, and I'm also my own like my own editor and my own producer, so it is it is horrifying. And of course, doing the doing you know live speaking and stuff is really it's a muscle you have to to to, to work up, and it could be terrifying if you haven't done a lot of it regularly. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of always a goal to like try to do it more because I'm super envious of 
these people that just do it every single day. So going into creating these other bigger videos, which have like 80 million and 160 mm -hmm. million views or mm -hmm. something, that is so insanely well, how much time did you have to take off to create those things? Yeah, well, it was, it was. let's see, for, for, for Japan, I was ready to quit the short stuff. I was like ready to quit. Yeah. If I would had every day I had this pattern where I was like, I've quit. Like at, at, like at 10 a.m. I would, I'd, I'd quit. But then by 2 p.m. I was like, do another one. I wanted to do the long thing. I wanted to take real information from history and and just splatter it on the screen. I was sick of doing like you know goofy stuff. I wanted to take something real, like history of like a place or the world or like I, ideally the world. But who thinks that's possible? I don't know. I was lying in bed one night and I was just like, all right, just choose choose like a contained, self-contained subject. So Japan, mm -hmm. yeah, it just it just came to me. I was like, okay, Japan is pretty cool. It's an island and it's pretty hip. So yeah, that was it. But but like I just was desperate to just start doing that. You know, when you made the decision to make something super long, I can only imagine how long it takes to create that six seconds. Because like I said, I've I tried know. to recreate one, a six second piece for a little bit and it ended up taking a full day of editing just to make that happen. And then you decide to take these six second things that you're doing and do the same style and do, yeah. what is it, 10 minutes and then 20 minutes? Yeah, the first one turned out to be nine. Nine exactly, actually, I think. Yeah. So how much time does that take? And are you t are you stopping it's insane. I mean, especially if you're me. Like, it's actually kind of actually horrifying to see other, like, people do stuff and, and they apparently don't care about, like, every uh, pixel and every frame, which I think I don't care about all of that, but apparently I do, because it's just, uh, yeah. It's rough. This, your style is almost made specifically to look like you don't care, though. Is it? I feel like maybe it that's maybe that's maybe that's yeah to counteract how much I do care. Or I don't know. It looks like it's supposed to be kind of messy and thrown together mm -hmm. and feel like it's just kind of like a last minute. Right. Yeah, who cares? Isn't it heartbreaking to work for a hundred years on something and then people think, oh, you probably just threw that together? I think that's the most genius part of it is that okay. you make something that's so difficult to do, especially when you, like I challenge you to go try to recreate the style because it is so difficult to do, but you make it look so effortless that people mm -hmm. are like, oh, this is just uh, whatever. Yeah, and the thing is also like, I listened to like Dave Weckl and Chick Corea music for years as a teenager. So when I do these things, the chords have to be mind blowing every time. Mm -hmm. And probably a lot of people are not gonna really particularly, at least consciously, they're probably not gonna be like, oh, those were mind blowing chords. I think they do on some level, but they don't know that it's the chords. Yeah, I mean, someone who's not into music like me, I just feel like it's, it's a strange feeling. And I feel, I don't know if this is intentional, but I feel like the chords that you choose almost like vibrate in my head. Of course they do. That's what chords are supposed to do. But it's a thankless job because it brings you there emotionally and you don't even know it. In fact, mm -hmm. a lot of like people probably think, oh, there's no music there. Mm -hmm. And there is. It's like a hard wire direct to your emotions. So it's powerful stuff and it should be used with, with, with care. So considering it was such a huge risk for you to release these longer videos, were you worried about, is this going to succeed? No, I was a little bit worried, but not as, not as, not, not that worried. Because, you know, I deal with this a lot myself, you know, when I get really invested in a project and I'm really passionate about it and I'm just so excited to create it, I'm so excited for the process of the creation, I'm so excited for it to be released and to feel what it feels like for it to be seen. You know, it's there's that kind of balancing act of, okay, but I'm devoting so much time and energy it's terrifying. into and these it's, projects. It's, I can only imagine what it's like for people that make full-length movies because it takes years mm -hmm. and then like, what if it doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. I was really lucky because, no, I was really lucky because I, I really saw that things were already going quite well. I feel like you could have confidence that the second one is going to succeed after the first one, but that first one really was yeah. a risk. Yeah, they both were risks, honestly. Have you said how much time you devoted into to, to creating each one? I recall, I think Japan was 14 weeks and the world was 11 months. 11 months. 
I mean, 14 weeks is wild, but 11 months is yeah. just crazy. I mean, it paid off in terms of the response and reception and views yeah. and all that, but it's such a huge risk. It is, yeah. And during those 11 I'm months- I'm taking another risk right now that might not, like, might not work out. Do you have any evidence that it might? Or does sure. it seem- Sure, I mean, but there's also evidence that it wouldn't. Right, you got me so curious. Well, the evidence that it would work out is because I think it's good, because I'm doing my best, and like, I'm if it weren't good, I wouldn't like do it. So like, I think it's good. Do you feel like you've been shown enough proof that if you feel like it's good, that it will be yeah, enjoyed I've, by enough people? I've, I've, I know that that is the only way to do it. I, one thing I know for sure, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing something that you don't like at all, like, is, that's not gonna work. No. Or maybe it does, but I, that's not. Not so much. I feel like I've pushed myself to create stuff that I don't enjoy. It can just be felt by the audience. Whether you can see it on my face or not, it can just be felt in the, 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 the content itself. I don't think it's a good idea. It's, I would not endorse the idea of like doing something that you think other people would like, but you don't like. It's like painting with colors you can't see. You mentioned earlier about you know going back into your journal and seeing the time of your life, realizing that you felt like garbage created the piece about feeling like garbage. On your website, billwords.com, it's, it's like, I, it's one of the strangest websites I'd ever seen. And I'd say that because I just never seen anything like it. There's all these different dates and there, you click on any of the right. dates and it's one little, right. kind of feels like a journal entry. Yeah. Would you say it's a journal entry? Yeah, it's text. <laughs> and it's it's just like random thoughts or? It's anything that you, it's whatever I can do in text. It's actually, I mean, we're, we're talking about stuff from a really long time ago, but yeah, mm -hmm. you, you just you just really wanna see what you can do. I'm gonna go through a couple of your couple of your journal entries. Oh God! On your website, I don't know what's there. This is again. This is these are written even before they. This is a long time ago. So this one's seven slash eight slash twenty one. Does that mean it was written two oh. years ago? Yeah, that's the date it was written. Yeah. So this one says the hardest part about building a room is you have to build a room to build the damn room in first. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Right. Did these, I say that? Are these the types of things that you're thinking about? That sounds reasonable to me. You're thinking about rooms, and you're like, oh, you need a room to build the room in. I don't recall saying that in particular, but I mean, mm. it sound, I mean, I, I definitely believe that I said that because it mm. sounds like it makes sense to me. One year before that, in July as well, you said, what am I doing? Am I fucking stupid? Just general musings of the 2019 to 2020 transition oh, hitting gosh. me now as usual, sometimes. Sometimes? You wrote okay. dot, 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 sometimes. Yeah, because, you know, it's intense and then, but it's not, and you know, it's yeah. uh, somewhere in between. Yeah, it's, it's... I feel like a lot of these posts feel like they are just a dump of whatever sometimes, emotion sure. yeah. or thought you're having at the Could time. Be. And it almost feels like once you write it, you're able to kind of be like, oh, gone. Yeah, it does help. It Writing stuff helps. And it helps what? It helps from holding on to it? I, I don't know. Expressing things is very, very helpful to me. I didn't realize for so long, and I think it's just been in the past couple of years that I've realized that when they say art is a form of self-expression, all these different things like that, I was like, okay, that's kind of pretentious, whatever. It's just, you're just making something. But I've realized that art really is self-expression in the sense that it's releasing an emotion that you have yeah. and getting it out there. And if you don't express it, one way or another, some people express it through anger, some people, you know, punching shit or w exercising really hard or even crying. Like these are physical ways that you're releasing these emotions. Yeah. And you don't have to do it physically that way. You could write it. Sure. So it's coming out of your mind. It's on a paper. You feel like you can kind of release it. You don't have to hold it in anymore. Yeah. Is that your approach too? Well, you feel like you can't hold it in? You, well, you wanna, you wanna, okay, being a, being a living uh, person, you know, you wanna, you wanna, you want to move around. You want to do what you're alive to be able to do. So, mm -hmm. like sometimes, especially if you have a lot of thoughts and whatever, you know, you, you always want to like move around. You know, mm -hmm. walking around is always good. And for some people who are 
particularly sort of like like uh, language focused or wordy or whatever it is. Sometimes talking is good, mm -hmm. and yeah, just doing all that. Can you tell us anything about the project that you're working on right now? Yeah, well, you realize at some point, you know, when you do the when you do the things right, it, it's a, you know, there's so long of like, you know, I want to do so much stuff, I want to do so much stuff, I want to do so much stuff. It's not happening. So eventually, mm -hmm. I realized, okay, you have to do this. You have to pick which thing you're going to do, sign on to it, do it, and then do it. Buckle in. Nothing else gets done until that gets done. That was, I felt old already when I discovered that, but it was still a long time ago. The problem is that the selection process is so scary because you're stuck with this one thing. It's like, it's like unreasonably traumatic for me when I'm choosing from like the list of things that I've written or have, or just choosing what things, thing to do next. Yeah, it's unreasonably traumatic. What I always secretly want to do, well, is do all of them. Mm -hmm. I want to have the security to know that, yeah, I want to do what that's, if I really dig deep, deep down, I want to do all of it. Like I want to do like infinite things, which is not physically reasonable, unfortunately. And that's every single idea that you've ever yeah. had. Yeah, and I'm not it. doing that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but I am, I did just suspend disbelief momentarily and uh, choose multiple, mm -hmm. make a nice little list. And there's other reasons too why that's good. It's because, you know, as you're going from different departments of, you know, whether you're singing the vocal, whether you're like, you know, producing the, you know, the song or playing the, you know, the drums or doing the, you know, graphics modeling or animating, there's like a million, million different things. And I can do all that stuff, but the problem is it's really a bummer to have to switch between them, especially when I feel like I'm just getting the hang of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I could just do the same thing on multiple videos, like, okay, now I'm only editing like, you know, like the tree, like I'm just modeling trees now for 10 videos in a row, mm -hmm. or I'm just even just singing vocals. I wish I could just be a singer for like 10 things in a row mm -hmm. and not have to switch to now doing this other thing. So yeah, I've secretly always wanted to have some sort of a scenario where I do it that way. Like you want to clone yourself. I mean, cloning yourself would be pretty great. I don't know if I understand what that means, per se. The concept that you could have one of you that just does vocals, one of you that just does drums, one of you that just models trees. Yeah, but does that mean they have, they're going to release a thing separately, or, does, or how does the business uh, end of it I work? think the business would be that they all work together. Okay, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things, a lot of loopholes in that somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Can you break down how many different elements there like how many different hats you have to put on to make yeah. one of these videos? You try to do that until you realize that hats actually have are made of multiple hats. Right. So you try to do so one hat gets, and there's multiple yeah, hats the within that really, hat. Yeah, it gets impossible. Because you couldn't even say, oh, just the percussion, then mm -hmm. the chords, sure, then sure, yeah. the singing, then the yeah. lyrics, then the art, then mm -hmm. the graphics mm -hmm. and motion. Yeah, you could break it down any way you want, but yeah. But I have to say, I was right about the fact that it's way more comfortable, at least for me, to just stay in one as long as possible. In fact, it's wonderful. It's like it's like it avoids all the trauma. I shouldn't say trauma because like my life is great. But when you're doing something like that, there's things that you learn only after the 25th time mm -hmm. and not before. Like in a recent video, there was I just decided, okay, we're gonna have well, there's a road and we're suddenly there's gonna be a rush of like, whoosh, like 4,000 cars are gonna go by on the street. Mm -hmm. And I actually made it happen. And like and I learned when I did that really the power of like the assembly line thing. Because mm. I got them all lined up, and then I modeled them all like you know wheels, and then this, and then that for all of them. Like like just two wheels, and then mm. just do this, and you have no idea what you're doing for the first five, even for the first ten. Number fifteen, you start to kind of get it, and after mm -hmm. number twenty-five or thirty, then you're you've got it, and 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 it's just like, but you never get to that point if you only had to do a couple of them. So that's sort of the the business model that I've kind of figured out and I've been doing that for the whole thing. And mm -hmm. it really it, it really works except for the fact that I'm totally screwed and buried and I don't know if this will ever see the, the light of day in my lifetime. So this project that you're working on you literally don't know if it's going to come out within your lifetime? It will. I'll make it work. <laughs> when we were putting this interview together you you mentioned that 
you wanted to make sure that we uh, that that your likeness wouldn't be used for like AI <laughs> replication and things no, no, like that. I, I read the the contract, which I think was in English. I mean, technically, <laughs> they're still written in English, right? So yeah. it ought to be possible to read it. So you know, and I was doing an okay an okay time reading it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was a long sentence with a million commas, the way it has to be, because they want to keep it as open as possible, like this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. But it did look like at one point you said we will own all the rights to everything that is ever recorded by us or otherwise. Mm. And it didn't say a time limit. So mm-hmm. I'm doing some calculations in my head. I'm like, that really means you, you, you're you saying you're going to own everything that I've ever done. I know that's not what you... <laughs> that's not the intent, but... It's not what, you're, not what the point of this is, but yeah. I'm like, it still says that. I probably shouldn't... Should probably check up on that. I just found it interesting that you went there with that thought. I think more people should because more right. people should be concerned about protecting themselves, especially when things kind of imply in perpetuity, all content sure. with, recorded within this space. Across the universe. Across the universe. Or, or in other, other universes in the future that may have not been created yet. I think it literally says that. Yeah, <laughs> it, I know. And that kind of implies that you that we could, if you were to sign this contract, use your likeness recorded here to replicate, create AI sure, based sure, sure. on you. Is that a concern that in the well, future, you someone would use your likeness. There's no point. I mean, what are we? What am I going to do? What are you going to do? What are we going to do? What is anyone going to do? Against what AI? Is, what is happening? What are, What are we even going to? What is what? You know what I mean? Like against AI? What is anyone going to do? <laughs> you know, the thing is, a long time ago, it was like only, and I know this because I did some research actually for a video. Life was only like single-celled organisms, and that was it. Like it, it could manage within itself, but it couldn't. It couldn't. Uh, they couldn't work together. They couldn't, you know, read each other's minds. They couldn't work together. They were all just single-celled, whatever. And eventually, through some breakthrough, they figured out how to like coalesce together into like a full person or animal or whatever it is, like like us. Like we're like, you know, we have like a you know brain thing that actually we can control ourselves. Like the whole thing works together, mm-hmm. right? By the way, all of these things like um, over billions and billions of years, it all just discoveries are made, and then you get to the next m- more advanced way of doing it. And mm-hmm. like, it sort of happens faster and faster. But so it occurs to me quite often, to be all the main big problems in the world that people are like, oh no, this is wrong with the world. Oh no, like people hate each other. Oh no, da 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 da. The problem is like that we all kind of have our own, um, we're kind of like that single cell organism, like, cause we can't actually, we're not all like one. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have the infrastructure. Even if we wanted to be one and behave as one, we couldn't mm-hmm. because we're still actually separate. Problem is if we all like do actually become like together, then we will possibly like lose our personal identity. So people like you or like me, artists that have a business and do things with your name and da 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 da, like all of that will kind of be, it will be disappointed, like as, yeah. because that means everything we've sort of worked, this whole paradigm we've worked in will be kind of like not, not valid anymore. Right. But it occurs to me, I don't even know if like, I don't even know if I should say this but it does occur to me that like, if you can clone anyone and do it, it occurs to me that that's something that could lead to like all identity kind of being- <laughs> Meshed into one? <laughs> irrelevant or impossible to prove or mm. blah, blah, blah. Which if you think about it in the context of like what would be good for the world in general, it actually would be good. Cause it means none of us would like the chips, we wouldn't have to hold on to our own chips anymore. And we'd all, by default, we would naturally work towards the greater good because we'd have to. It wouldn't be about protecting one's own individuality. Exactly. exactly. It would be for the greater good. Exactly. Of- so it just might be like the scariest thing that we might fear as a personal people that have worked our lives to like build a name for ourselves 
our greatest fear, but right? But it, but it just it, it just might actually be that, that might be what we need anyway. It would be a lot less to worry about because everyone would be would have each other's back. This is not something that I should say uh, on this video or, or or anywhere. But if you do happen to put this in the video, don't edit out me saying this. Context. Either. Yeah, don't edit out me saying that you shouldn't say it. So if you do put it in, and I hope you don't, <laughs> but if you do put it in, don't edit out me saying that you shouldn't, because that's this is the best part. <laughs> it's interesting when you broke down the way that you know evolution with single-celled organisms over to to you know evolving past that. For some reason, it felt like you were describing the way that your work, like you were approaching your work and how you evolved with that. It almost feels like the way that you approach your work is like you see it as an evolutionary process. Yeah. It's shocking how much everything reminds me of that research I did for History of the World. Like mm. everything, like the early stuff, the cells, and then people learning to read, and then publishing books, and learning developing writing, and developing language, everything in the development of the computers. Like it all reminds me of that so much. And even just doing other things, like learning to program, even just my own process of learning to program. You learn this, you learn a bunch of stuff. Okay, you write some functions, and now, now once you write the function, now you can use the function, mm. and everything is faster after that. So it's like this, this, yeah, this, 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 uh, learning, you know, like developing things and like learning and discovering things. And then once you learn something, that opens the door to like the next level of stuff you have to learn. It's, it's, it's like shocking how much everything in life seems to follow that pattern. It's kind of spooky. Yeah, it just seems to be the way like the, the, the way things work. Yeah, it, 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 to me, I almost think about the beginning of the universe as, uh, you know, physics, <laughs> the laws <laughs> of physics existing and then matter exists, and then everything else just kind of naturally got yeah. here. I'm not actually sure what happened at the exact beginning of the universe. Yeah. Not at all. No, I'm not. Whether it's a bang or... Bang seems really vague. Yeah. The fact it's called the Big Bang has uncertainty written all over it. Seems super vague. Super vague. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's a placeholder for... Yeah, because I think before really that, know. you'd have to say where did the laws of physics come from in the first place, because I don't think they occurred in the bang. Right. I think they were there before the bang. Yeah. So you can't say the Big Bang was the beginning of the universe if the laws of physics already existed, because where did that begin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not sure about... Actually, I was hoping to have you on here today to explain that to <laughs> no. me. No. Oh, well, scrap this video then. That's where I was really trying to go with this conversation.